Welcome to the Readings and Ramblings podcast, where we ramble about the Bible and the books we're reading, all from a Christian worldview. We're your hosts, Janice Jones and Shanna Vera, and we invite you to journey with us in our thoughts and exchange of ideas. Our hope is that these conversations will inspire you to read and grow in faith with friends. Hello, everybody. It is Janice Gentles Jones and Shanna Vera. Thank you for once again listening to us ramble and read. <laughs> I know. I had to think, like, what is that? Did I say our name? Yes. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. We are in a giggly, happy mood. So hopefully, you can feel giggly and happily with us, <laughs> or at least bear with us. <laughs> Something like that. All right, so Janice, you've been telling me about this poem for, yes, I feel like, yes. several weeks now, yes. so you have to go first, because I, I feel like I need to hear this. Yeah, so we usually start off our show with a, our um, a quote or a poem or something that we've read that's caught our attention, and yes, I forgot all about it last week, and I switched it up, Shanna, so... The, the one that so I, I may have. never get to hear you the poem that you told me about poem. several times. <laughs> Hopefully this one's just as good. And I won't do it next week because then I would have two poems. So maybe two weeks, three weeks from now. Maybe oh, boy. All right. I guess I have to keep showing up then. <laughs> Please. Thank you. Oh, see, that's a good way to keep you showing up. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, okay. So my poem is from, and bear with me I'm, if I'm saying his name wrong, but it's um, I call him Ruyard Kipling. I hope that's how he says his name. I believe it. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a, it's a poem called If. And it was talking about, um, well, let me read the part that I like. But it's, it's not, I can't read the whole thing. It's a fairly long poem. But this okay. is the last part of the poem. And it says, if you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue or walk with kings, nor lose the common touch. If neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much, if you can fill the unforgiven minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it, and which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Oh, that was, but it was, it was actually, if you hear the whole poem, he's like, it's so many good things in there. And it's just like, it's a poem called If, so everything... So is it if, like a poem if, he wrote if, to, to like his son? Yes, like on how I to be assume. A man? Yes, but if you oh. read it, you'd like you would see like being a man is not like a you know a age thing. It's like you're ex- it's a journey. You know, yeah. like it's all of these things. Once you because I'm like I'm looking at this and I'm like the things that he says in this poem that comes with experience and um, right. and time. So, so you're like, not a man. You're just constantly growing as a man. Yeah, that's how I read it. Uh, I, uh, I don't know if that's I what I want to read the whole you thing. You should. Now. It's Especially called raising. If. So raising. Many boys. Yes, I'm like, oh, yes. I need that. Because <laughs> there's one part that says, if you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it all on one turn of pitch and toss, and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerves and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. Oh, it's just, a, you just have to read the whole thing. It's really, yeah. really a, a good poem. Anyway, that was mine. 
What's yours this week? Thank you for sharing. (laughs) All right, so I've been reading um, the story of Joseph with the boys. Yes. So I came across this quote by H.B. Charles Jr. Apparently he's a pastor. Oh, okay. Um, So it says, Joseph did not endure the pit, Potiphar's house, and prison because he knew he would end up in the Pharaoh's palace. He simply remained faithful wherever he found himself. God did the rest. Oh, I love that. And isn't that true? Yeah. Isn't yeah. that so true? It wasn't like he thought he was working towards something, especially being in prison. I don't think there's a lot of hope to be like, oh, let me work my way up. Like, Yeah. No. Like he just, and it was interesting because I noticed a pattern when we were reading it that it was when he was in Potiphar's house. Potiphar didn't even know what he owned. He trusted Joseph so much that he just, he he didn't even know what his belongings were. And he just completely let go of it all. And then when he was in the prison, the prison master or whatever they're called, (laughs) gave him complete control and never like looked over his shoulder. He just like trusted him and trusted him with everything. Like in both times he was completely entrusted. And I was like, what kind of character must you have for everyone to just completely trust you? And you do the right thing. He never was like, you know, it wasn't like a false sense of security. He was luring them into like, that is who he was. And uh, so reading that was just like, you know, even when it doesn't seem like there's a point and purpose, like you still do it with the same integrity and, yes, uh, you do. and then, I mean, I guess God's blessing isn't guaranteed, but in Joseph's life, it worked out. <laughs> it worked out for sure. And it, it reminds me of, um, I, I don't know the exact verse, but it's like, whatever you do, do it all to God's glory, you know, like yes, whatever work you yes. do. So, um, or work like it's for God's glory or something like that. You know, like you're, don't work as you're yeah, working I know for what man, you're talking about. but you know, like you're work, you're doing your work for God. And maybe that's what I try, I, thought, to, I try to have that conversation with the boys. Cause I feel like, you know, I tell them they have to do something yeah, and they'll do it. But the attitude they're giving, I'm just like, that is not the heart you should have while getting the work done. And it's been a conversation we've had, but this quote was just like, I love that. Yeah, it really hit me. Um, it makes me think about the if poem, you know, like it's a journey, meaning yeah. like, well, what you what you just said with the boys, it's a journey, you know, like mm-hmm. even though they're not doing it now, it's certainly, yeah. you know, a journey and it's okay to remind them. I was reading, uh, it was uh, the Gospel Coalition's article for today and it was um, the verse that every parent should know and I was thinking, I was like, oh, which one is it going to be? You know, like I probably, it's probably one of the common ones, but it actually wasn't. It was, oh, now I'd have to find it, but it wasn't the, it wasn't the common one. Oh no, I can't find it. It was one that talks about repeating, um, like repeating. Oh, what was it? Like it was talking about, Paul was saying like, I'm glad to tell this to you again, you know, and it's just kind of reminding us that as well, to her, reminding you, like, as a parent, it's you're going to repeat things and that, you know, that's one of the things that you just know that it's okay. You know, you're going to be saying it multiple times. But It's so funny. So in the <laughs> women's Bible study we're doing right now, we're in Jeremiah. Yep. And Jeremiah is, you know, he writes in poetry, 
So he'll write something, he'll say something, and he'll say it again in a different way, and then yep. he'll say it again in a different way. <laughs> and we were reading through it, and I was like, oh, this feels like my house. It's like, <laughs> can you pick up your shoes? Can you please pick up your shoes? Please, I need you to pick up your shoes. You know, it's like you just keep asking and, like, reminding, and you're like, how many ways can I say this before I, like, lose it? And you kind of feel God. You're just like, oh, God, like, I know exactly how you feel when you look at me because I look at my children in that way. Like, like how this. many times have I told you? <laughs> Why am I still tripping over these shoes? <laughs> well, I, if I could ever find it at first, I'm trying to look it up. But of course, because I'm trying to look it up, I'm not going to find it. But it was, it was a, I think, I want, to, I want to say it was from Titus. But maybe, but don't quote me on that. Oh, here, wait. It was, it's called The Verse That Helped Me Become a More Patient Parent. Oh, and I need that verse. Was, oh my goodness, why can't I find it? Oh, actually it wasn't. It was, um... Philippians 3 verse 1 and he, it says Paul says to write the same things to write the same things to you is no trouble to me and it is safe for you so it's like she so she wrote Paul knew all about repeating himself mm-hmm. as he traveled throughout the known world preaching sermons planting churches writing letters he told and retold the gospel message only heaven will reveal exactly how many times Paul proclaimed Christ and him crucified but I guess um, applying it to you as a parent or us as a parent, not just you, but, you know, it's just okay to repeat Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. know that we're I, going to do it over I and over again. I always love the verse about like, you know, don't grow weary in what you are sowing because in good. time you will reap. And I'm just like, yes, there's so many times where I, I do, I lose patience, I get tired and it's yep. like, God, why was I chosen for this task? (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) Every once in a while, I see a glimpse of stuff, and I'm like, it's worth it, you know? It's worth it, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's all good. All right. Where are we? We are transitioning So we are going to be doing the Bible, and we've decided to pick the topic of... Almost like seductive women, mm. I would say, or or persuasive. Persuasive women or relationships where the woman was very... Um, Dominant. <laughs> yeah. In the decision making. Yeah. <laughs> that and led I mean, to not so good circumstances. <laughs> Which reminds me of the Ecclesiastics um, verse where he's like, um, I went... I'm looking and I found out of a thousand men, I only found one. But and I, no good women. No good women. <laughs> There's no good women out there. Like he said, not one. Not one. I and mean, I always think, not one. Yeah. Not even one. <laughs> so, um, so unfortunately leads us into I when I was making a list there was so many of these situations and honestly if I'm being honest I don't know why I'm confessing right now but I do feel like that's my problem too I don't I hope I never go to this extreme but I definitely like to control things and I don't have a hard all. time to uh, like give other people a chance to lead <laughs> don't we all so of Maybe. course so of course, the first one that I think of yep. is Adam and Eve, the one, the couple that started it all for us. Oh my goodness, yes! And Adam stood there. He knew, he knew not to eat from the tree. He knew it. Yep. And he was there. Yep. 
And it, you know, it is so subtle. You ever notice, like when you read it, it's very subtle. And she get because it, it tells you about her having the conversation, Eve having the conversation with the serpent. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she gives the she gives the fruit to Adam, and it's like oh, Adam was there this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> like and and he, he never stop this. He never asks a question. He never yeah. tries to interfere with what she's doing. Yes. He allows it all to happen. I think because he was also curious. Yeah. And so it was kind of like she took a bite. She didn't drop dead either. And that was no. the thing. They thought we're going to eat it and die. Yes. She took yes. a bite and she was able to speak, hand it to him. I guess he thought, well, she didn't die. So yeah. I might as well. Um, I mean, and that was interesting. But, but then, then the best part is when he just throws her into the mm, bus. Like, I was going to say that. He immediately was like, well, I have an escape plan, too. Because he's <laughs> like, oh, she did it. The woman Closet. that you gave me. Yeah. So not only is it her fault, but a little bit God's. Like, yeah, because oh. you gave her to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was one day. I mean, it, this, the scripture doesn't tell us, you know, what was going on in Adam's mind. So we're, we're, we're just speculating here. But. In speculating the fact that he was there, he witnessed the conversation. It wasn't secondhand, um, based on what we've but we're reading. I I would think he did it as a desire for his wife, also. You know, like she's yeah. doing it, and maybe yeah. okay, I'll support her. Uh, you know, I mean, or I don't God know. God created them, and He said they were good, which meant like perfect in every way. There was no flaws. So you can imagine she was a beautiful woman. Yeah. And I'm sure turning her down or saying no to her was probably something he never thought of. Like, Maybe. I don't know. Was it just complete desire for her? Was or was it, it like you said? Happy? Like just out of curiosity, you just yeah. want to know. You know, it's interesting. We The kids and I were doing a short story today um, called The Monkey's Claw. Did you ever read that? I've never heard of that, no. And it was just talking about um, there was a man that came to a house with a monkey claw and he said that he was talking about when people make a wish with this monkey claw that it would um, it would grant them their wish, but it's really not always what they want. So don't do it. And the the you know the the head of the house was like, well, I have at one point he was like, I have everything I want, right? Mm-hmm. But he still went ahead, even though he was given the warning and made a wish because. The monkey's claw allowed you to make three wishes. And, but he, but the thing was that it was clear that he had everything he wanted. He had a wife, he had a home, he had a son, you know? So it's like, what are you wishing for? You know? And I say that in thinking about in the garden, they had everything, you know? Like they couldn't have had any desires. Yeah. Like what desire beyond, you know, those, the, to no good and evil, you know, um, and just I guess that curiosity of yeah, it's that curiosity I guess that yeah. what it would what would it be like to have that maybe. Um, so maybe, yeah, maybe it was their way of like knowing God or testing God of just like, are you who you say you are? I don't mm. know. It's hard to know what was going through their head. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess. Um, because he, Satan did plant that doubt of like, oh, is that what God said? He would never, you know? And so then they're true. kind of like, oh, so is he who he says he is? Right. You know? So maybe that was what they acted on. It's so hard to know what was the reason for doing what they did. But, but we do know the woman took control of the situation. She made the first move. She and did. And because of that, 
her husband also sinned. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and yeah, she did. She did. <laughs> I can't even defend Eve. <laughs> You but you know it's that me. verse you made us like, all look bad <laughs> <laughs> you know it's the verse where it's um what was it the desires of the eye she thought that the she saw that the apple was good and like you know the three things um i can't think of what it is so i have to look it up um do you know what i'm talking about that she she not the apple because it doesn't say the apple the fruit she thought the fruit uh so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it, mm-hmm. it was a delight to the eyes mm-hmm. and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise. She took up his fruit and ate, you know, so there was those three yeah. things. Um, and I think Paul, Paul talks about something like that also in the New Testament where, um, oh, I can't think of it now because my mind is going blank, but it, it, it talks about those three things, you know, like you, you want, it's the desires of the world, um, Ah, the pride of life. Do you know what choice yeah. I'm talking about? Yes. I can't think of the whole thing, but it, it matches these three things that Eve, you know, Oh, that I'm going to have to look that up. Yes. Oh yeah. my goodness. Of course I, my mind, you know, my mind is fried at this time. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it is, it's in the new Testament and, um, Oh, what is it? I, I'm just going to, because I'm anal like that, I have to find it. <laughs> But tell us our next one while I while so I. So the up. other one that I thought of was Abraham and Sarah. Yep. So God gives them the promise of a child, and it's just not happening. Like he yep. just keeps and he keeps promising it over. He's like, "Oh, look at the stars! You're gonna have all these children. Look at the sand! You're gonna have all these children." Yes. And even Abraham's kind of like. Are you sure it's with Sarah? Because this yes. like this but, isn't working. And Sarah's like, and they're up in age, right? Yeah, Sarah's, they're older. Yeah, they're very. I think they're um, Sarah's at least in her eighties, right? I think so. And Sarah's finally just like, I, I'm not have like, I'm not gonna. It's be not able going to, to be yeah. me. Yeah. So she starts problem solving because, as a woman, I totally get that when things are not working out in your life, who <laughs> needs to step up and solve the problems? Always the mother, the wife, right? She's gotta step up and be like, all right, I've, I've come up with a solution a to solution. our problem. Yep. And it's she so goes, true. here is Hagar. She'll be the one that's going to have all these children that you were promised. Yes. And so Abraham just goes ahead with it. And it yeah. just, it blows my mind. He spoke with God. He did. God promised him. Did he think God was confused? Like, why did you think, <laughs> oh, wait, no, Sarah's right. This is the solution <laughs> to all of our problems. Or was it just Sarah, like, nagging him that he was just like, let me just do this so that she stops bothering me, but he didn't believe in the plan? Like, right. what caused him to go through with it? And the, and the Bible doesn't tell us, but, no. he, but he does. And, but you know what? We do it, too. Because, you know, sometimes, like, when you look, if I can look back and challenging things, um, and I don't see a way out. And I, but not, but, you know, not thinking thoroughly through that God cares for me. He loves me. You know, he, he's provided for me. He provides for me, not even provided past. He provides for, you know, for me. So I don't need to do that. But you forget it. You know, you do forget. Yep. I don't you, know start, I, you start problem solving for God. You're like, yeah. all right, I don't even this know is where forget. I'm at. And I just, 
I don't you think see he's any not gonna other do way. Yes. Let me start, you know, coming up with a list of ideas. Because you know? humanly, humanly, you know, at 80 something, you're not, you're not, you know, she's probably in menopause, you know, she's Yeah, like, I mean, it was going to take an actual miracle. So she had to believe miracle. in a miracle. Yeah. And I think that's where she was stuck. And then maybe at first she was kind of like, oh, you know, this could happen. But then years go by and yeah. she's not bearing him a child. So she's yet, kind of yet. like, all right this we were believing the wrong thing this is we were confused maybe he meant (laughs) yeah exactly did he really mean me or did he he just meant abraham and threw me as in my handmaid (laughs) right exactly yeah so she started coming up with solutions to what she thought the problem was and in that, it brought such a disaster into Abraham's household. It did. He ends up having to cast this woman out, his son yep. out. Yes. Um, which got, Also which because Sarah hard. said to do it. Yeah, actually, that's so true. But look yep. at God. God took care of Hagar and Ishmael, right? Yeah. Um, but then that caused problems, too, because the Ishmaelites, you know, they yep. have their own. God, God made promises for them, too. And then it's, you know, so. But. I mean, the Ishmaelites and and the Israelites will always be at war. So it it was kind of like a family feud that would just never end because of those decisions. Yeah, which ended the long-term consequences of it. Yeah. Which we see. So, oh my goodness, look at that Solomon. So far, he's proving us right. (laughs) (laughs) And then we were able to go through the Bible for a little bit, and I was like, all right, I don't see, I didn't really see... I saw, I didn't see any issues with the couples. I was like, all right. But then I come to, obviously, I feel like the most well-known is Samson and Delilah. Oh, man. If ever a woman led a man astray, it was (laughs) Delilah. But, you know, I'm just thinking that we should have expected because Delilah never had his interest at heart. I mean. Remember, she, she would, No, exactly. So she I, showed her true colors so many times. The first time, he, yeah. she, he, and then he would still tell her his secrets. So I'm like, okay, I can't help you, Samson. <laughs> yeah, there's just like no hope for him. I mean, he just saw beautiful women and yeah. was like, I want them. Yes. He was definitely, and he also was, he thought very highly of himself. I think yeah. he forgot his strength came from God and just yes. kind of thought it's all It wasn't me. just my hair. Like, yeah. yes, it's a hair was a part of it, but it's like... But it it's me and this is who I am. You yeah. know, he yeah. forgot who God was yeah. in all of that. Yes. But it was definitely and let us the pretty woman, woman that mm-hmm. led him yep. down that road. Yep. <laughs> and we have a there's a method for our there's a reason for us talking about this because it does it does correlate to what we'll be talking about in Mansfield Park later oh, on. Oh yeah, we'll get to see how another woman leads a man astray. <laughs> it's the oldest thing since the early ancient times. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing new under the sun. <laughs> I mean it's funny because even like reading the Greek myths and stuff. Yep. Or even actually we were reading some of like the Egyptian myths and it yeah. was like these women and, and these men, it was just like these stories, just even in other cultures and religions, it's, yes. it's these women. It's the same thing. It's our desires, our desires that lead us uh, astray. It's always the desire, right? Yeah. It is. Um, before we move on, I found it. it. It's in first, it's actually first John. It wasn't Paul who said it, but it says. Oh, let me write it down. First John chapter two, verse um, 16. 
Okay. And uh, it's do not love the world or anything in the world. Oh, yeah. If anyone loves the, love world, the world, the love the of love the Father is not, in, not him. in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eye, and the pride of life is not from the Father, but from the world. Oh. And the world is passing along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God remains forever. I wow, love those verses. It's so funny because I know that verse by heart and yeah. I never put it together with like, that was Eve's actual sin. That's so Right, because if you look, because she said, it said oh, for I love, I love when I have moments like that. I'm like, oh. I, I take no credit. This is from the pastor. <laughs> but it says, because she says, um, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, right? Mm-hmm. So now that would be correlating to... Um, the desires of the flesh, right? right. Good for food. So desires yeah. of the flesh. Um, and then it was a delight to her eye. So that's like the um, the desires of the eyes. Yeah. Right. What you see, you see yeah. something you want it. Yeah. And then um, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise. Right. So that now correlates to um, and the pride of life. Right. You wise, wise people are given honor and um you know, wealth and riches you're, you yeah. know, looked upon. Yeah. And so those three things went together for her. So, and we still have it now. And I oh, love those verses 100%. because it, it is true. It is a lot of times when we, you know, myself included, if I, if I think about where I'm going astray, it probably falls into one of those three things. But anyhow, so we have um, Samson and Delilah. And then who was the last one, Shanna? The last So the couple. last one doesn't fit the same mold, I feel like, as these people. But I wrote it down because it's still a woman causing a man to go astray. And yeah. that was David and Bathsheba. Yes. So I feel like it's a little different because Bathsheba doesn't have a conversation with David. But I'm, although she was bathing on her roof, did she know people were watching her? I don't know. Is that common know. to bathe on your roof? Do you bathe roof? on your roof? I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should have researched that. Know, like, was that say. a common thing to do to bathe on your roof? Or was she trying to get his attention? I don't I know. I mean, if I start bathing on my roof, if trouble Well, that comes, would be a problem right now. <laughs> also, it's very slanty. Yeah. <laughs> your husband would have to, you know, just get you checked out a little bit. <laughs> Shanna's been bathing I, on the roof. <laughs> I just feel like if issues arise from that, I get what's coming. <laughs> but yes, yeah, she was bathing on the roof and he found her um, desirable, yeah. right? And, and then and David went, could have anybody. I mean, listen, he's the king. Right. You know, and he's he already, already had several already lives like, by exactly. then. <laughs> it wasn't so, like he was alone in the world. He and then... Just, and Uriah he was her, his friend, right? And he desired. I don't think he was a friend. He just worked. Uh, he was in the military. He was he in the was military like with in him. his military. Okay. But yeah, and then he's like, oh, how can I get her? She's married. Yes. And then he just comes up with the whole plan of like, oh, I can have her husband killed while at war. Oh, I know. That was one of David's not so good moments. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I and then wondered. as soon as he finds out, oh, she, he's dead. It's like, oh, okay, then go get Bathsheba for me. Like, yes. Well, once she finds out that she's pregnant, right? Because yeah. that's when, um, um, I think that's when he had her, had her husband killed. I think right? you're right, right? Yeah. Because uh, so yeah, because he was not because he was her husband was at war. He wasn't, you know, home to make love to her. So how you got pregnant? 
and he was trying to encourage him. Remember when he came to visit, he was like, oh, go spend some time with your wife. And he's like, I can't do that when I'm in battle. And, you know, um, yeah. all my other, all these other people are out there at war and I'm at home, you yep. know, you know, with my wife, that's not oh, right. Oh, you're right. You remember yes. that? And there so, was many plots. I guess know. at least murder was his last resort. But <laughs> yes, that but is it was good. There. But I mean, really, there. to murder because of his sins, his desire, his desire for her. And she, I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us too much about her. Is because did she resist? Like, was she? Did she want him, or is yeah, it because could she he's the king? Right, because I mean, he's the king. Like, yeah, I don't. But know she could have said she's works. married because. They David was a man of God, and so he knew the Ten Commandments, you know, and, a, yeah. you know, adultery. And um, so David, of all people, would know God's command, but his desire yeah. did overrule yeah. all of that. I mean, he literally threw out everything he believed in yes. over that woman. Yeah. And do you remember when, I think it was Samuel, the prophet came. Or was it Nathan? It was a prophet that came. Yeah, Samuel. Samuel, right? Yeah. And he was like, and he didn't tell, he didn't tell David what he did. He was like, he gave him like a story. What if a man did this? And I can't remember the oh, example yeah, that he Oh, yeah, it was used. the lamb. What yes. if this man had a yes. lamb? It yes. was his pet and he took care of it. And then this guy killed it. Yes. You know, yes. the only lamb this guy had and, and his neighbor just killed it. And he was like, oh, then he... He should what, be killed. Like, yeah. he should be killed or whatever. That man, yeah. And he was, like, so, like, very strong about that. Yeah. And he was like, that's you. That's yeah. you. But what I love about David is, like, he didn't try to justify it. Yeah. You know, like he, Adam. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> or Or... I don't know. Did Abraham and Samson did? I don't um, know. I don't think so. I don't know, but he didn't. He he accepted it, and you know he repented of his sin. Yeah. Uh, and he had to have because he couldn't have gone on with the life that he did if he didn't. You and know? it's sad because they end up losing that child. Yes, they did. But then they had Solomon. Yeah. They had Solomon. Not that 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 makes a difference. It, it but it was. Yeah. It was hard. Because he didn't, um, that's always, I, I always thought that story was very interesting, but I guess that's for another day. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so those, I, I think what they all four shared in common was a desire. You know, Adam had a desire for something, whether it was his wife or whether he also wanted to know, you know, yeah, what is, what happens if I do eat this fruit, you know, like there was a yeah. desire there. Abraham's Abraham and Sarah. Desire, was it for his wife's happiness? Was or it, to have a son? Yeah, you know what I mean. Or to have a child? Yeah. To have to have an heir? Yeah. And so he really did desire that. I mean, that was just common among them all, not just Abraham, right? And Samson was it? Complete he just was. Conceit? He just had a, was it conceit or just because he loved women? Yeah, <laughs> he just had a desire for yeah. women. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. and Delilah, I get the impression like Delilah was a very beautiful woman. Yeah, you know, like a, a coveted woman or something. That, and David, it's that funny was pure thinking. Desire. I didn't write it down, but thinking mm -hmm. about Solomon, he had asked God for wisdom and became the wisest man. But yeah. then you look at his life and what did he do? He went, he took women from foreign lands that had foreign yeah. gods, yes. and ended up worshiping their foreign gods with yes. them, and like making such poor choices in his life because of the wives he chose. Yes. That brought him down a really bad path, too. You know, which is why when you think about it, Shanna, we, it, when you go from Adam to David, you know, Abraham, um, 
and even Solomon, you could see why we need a savior, you know, yeah. like, cause we cannot do this, cannot save ourselves as much yeah. as we want to do good, as much as we may desire to do good. It's like, you can just see just throughout history and even our own lives that as you much know, as we you desire, know what bothers that me the most there. is so many times when I feel the desire to do good things, yeah. there's so many, like there's so much self motive behind it like you don't try to like or at least I feel like I don't but then it's like I find myself like feeling good about myself for being like you know patting myself on the back like oh I'm amazing look at me doing good things here like in your head and I say it in my head now oh yeah oh yeah I don't say it out loud but like I I realize I'm like oh boy God knows the heart. That's that saying, like, you Somebody know, he knows, what's in the, uh, he knows what's in the heart. And that's why I love Psalm 51, because I always, um, I pray that prayer a lot. It's like creating me a pure heart. And yeah. when you listen, because it's like that pure heart, because like you said, that heart is not always pure. You know, it's not a right spirit within a, me. Yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. I pray that a lot. There's actually a... Um, a song that I had learned when I was younger and I sing it sometimes with the kids but it's that song put to music and I just I love it our church has it too um, we sing it after we do offering um, from now the, your presence come is that it and take not your holy spirit from me I think it's a different tune okay <laughs> I should know it. I just didn't want to, you know, belt it out or anything like that. Oh, I would have accepted that. <laughs> <laughs> but I could say um, with, with all the all of the ones that we said, because you said you weren't sure with David and Bathsheba, but I think they all shared in common desire. Yeah. It may not have been the same desire, but there was definitely a desire. And when we get um, into Mansfield Park, I feel like David and Bathsheba kind of reminds me of... Ed, Edmund and Miss Crawford and uh oh my goodness I was so upset I felt like so let down by him as the character oh. um but I guess I'll wait till we're are we ready yeah. to get into yeah, that yeah we're ready, okay. we're ready. I'm and like, not for nothing there's a lot of desire going on because oh, you know yeah. Marie, Marie, Mariah and um Mr. Crawford Mr. Crawford there's desire and there she's an engaged woman so that's yes. kind of a whole David yeah. and Bathsheba situation in a different way. Hello. <laughs> so yeah, let's. Um, we're going to switch over to uh, our Mansfield Park. Yes. So and we we're... had done chapters five through ten last week. So we did eleven through twenty this week. Yes. And we had left off. They were coming back from Sutherford, yep. and uh, when they get back. Um, I think it was Edmund's brother, right, Tom, his friend comes to visit. Oh, yes. Um, is that his name? Oh, no. What was the his brother's name? Tom. The brother's I'm trying to think the... of what the friend's name is. I did not write that. Like, I want to say Ray, name. somebody Ray. I'll tell you in a minute. Um, but yes, his friend. I, I got the impression, like, he was, like, they weren't really close friends. No, it's like he an acquaintance. Him. And he was kind of, like, not expecting him to show up. And he was just like, well... I was at so-and-so's house and we were going to do a play and it never came together and I'm heartbroken and he's just whining and complaining and he like came there to feel better about himself. John then, Yates. What? John Yates. Yes. Right? Yes. 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 Yes.
Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, then so he... Tom, who's just like Mr. Fun Loving, always up for a good time because he's the worst <laughs> person Tom. ever. <laughs> he's like, he says to, to him, oh, well, why don't we put on a play? And everyone was like, kind of, are they being serious? And it went from that yeah. to like being serious and coming up with yes. what play are we going to do? Oh my goodness. Did they not spend a long time like trying to decide Arguing what play? Forever. Yes. Yes. And, and actually Fanny and Edmund at one point were kind of like, maybe it's not going to happen because yes. they're never going to decide. They're never going to agree on which play to do. But Edmund did speak out and say, this is not proper. Yeah. We are not, you know, such common folk that we be, should be putting on plays. Inside the house, right? Because they yeah. were doing it inside their home, yes. too. And uh, so he was very upset about it. He tried to tell them all, our father would not approve of this. This yes. is not appropriate. Yes. He kind of went on and on, and they all just disregarded him and said, well, then you don't do it, you know? Yeah, Tom and, was Tom took a very strong stance on that because it was like almost like brother against brother. Yeah, you know? and Tom tried to like justify it and be like, "Oh, remember when Dad used to have us, you know, memorizing things as children and repeating it?" And it's like, "Well, that we were children. It was, yes. it was not a whole and it wasn't a whole play, yeah, yeah, with adults, you know, um, yeah. who may have to say and do in a." You know, things that yeah. may not be proper, you know? Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, they were like, oh, we're going to rewrite the script so there's nothing inappropriate happening. Um, but we yeah. kind of see that they allow for a lot as it goes on. Different things are said about, like, the girls are, like, uncomfortable having to say the part, which we don't get yeah. to hear what the words are, what no. it is. It's called Marriage Vows. I was going to say, is that a real play? I don't know. I actually didn't okay. look it up. But, I'd like to also. Um but yeah, so they're kind of like, they're a little embarrassed. So you know it's it's like it's some, something that's not, is not proper. Yeah, that they wouldn't normally say or act yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and then at one point, they ask Fanny to do be uh, part of it. Yeah. And you just feel so bad for Fanny. I fell for her. She's so shy. She has no confidence. And they bully her. And Mrs. Norris, Mrs. Norris was the oh worst. Goodness. It was I brutal. Take that woman. She pretty much like commands her, you must do this. Yes. And if Edmund hadn't I called her in, ungrateful. Did you yes. get that part? She, I had that. That's one of the things I have highlighted. She says, I'm not going to urge her because this is when this is after Edmund had told her to you can't not make her do it. Right. Make her do it. And she was like, but I should think her a very obstinate, ungrateful girl if she does not do what her aunt and cousin wishes her, her very ungrateful indeed, considering who and what she is. I thought yeah. that was so low, yeah. you know, it's like, wow. Like, what do you mean? Who and what she is? Who, like, you know, yeah. like just putting it in her face. Like you're not one of us. You're not of the same societal. And she value. always, she always did that to her. Yeah. But in, in and she said like this in front this. of everybody. Too. Yeah. It's so you embarrassing. Know? And to the point where Miss Crawford, takes up for fanny did you notice and we that know, yeah she ends up she felt bad for her and she and she ends up coming to her rescue and we know that like miss crawford doesn't it's seem the to most care about self-centered really herself so the fact that she felt the need to go to fanny was like okay that you took it a, a little too far and it was funny because it said like um it said Fanny, who has no love for Miss Crawford, was grateful for her, you yeah. know, that she did come over. <laughs> I was like, wow, not you, Miss Crawford, you know, 
you know, coming up with it. But remember, you know, what was interesting when they were like, oh, well, Edmund, you can play the part of the clergyman. Yes. <laughs> and he's at first, he's like, he's so offended. He was yes, like, he a clergyman would okay. never play a part like this. Yes. <laughs> and he's disgusted by it. But as time goes on, it looks like the play is not going to be able to happen because you just don't have enough people. And everybody's so upset because they've already spent money making props and backgrounds and costumes. And, and they're going to like such great lengths. And now they're not going to be able to do it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, so Edmund actually comes to Fanny which I hate this so much. He comes to Fanny and asks her, oh, do you think I should, you know, go and do the play because they've already put in all this work and this money and now, you know, everyone's going to be let down and it's really not that big of a deal. And he's trying to convince himself it's okay. Like this is like, this justifies it, you know. This is a, he's trying to do what's, what do you call, we're doing a fallacy detective today. Um uh, what is it called? A, a special pleading, like you know, like when you make it's a red, it's a type of red herring. But when yes. you make a um, a special case just for this, just in this specific you exactly. know scenario, we can make an exception, you know. Right. And he was, and he was actually trying to do that, which I was like, wow. Um, that broke my heart Edmund. a little bit. Yeah, and I, I had, and, had and Fanny too. Fanny too. And I felt her. I felt her so strongly. Like what that must have. She looked up to him. She respected him. Yes. She relied on his good opinions. And to see him allowing himself to be swayed to do something that he had, you know, like weeks ago had said, like, there is no way. This is so inappropriate. This can, my father would not approve. And he was like ranting and raving about it. And then he goes from that to being like, well, I guess it's not so bad. I mean, you know, they did edit the play and, you know, Mr. Crawford's are upstanding citizens. And, you know, we won't have any guests come and see it. And, and was it also, and correct me if I'm wrong, but was it like they were going to get somebody from the outside to come in to do oh, a part yes. to that play against Miss um, Crawford? Yeah. So they, she would have had to and do And he was like, oh, we don't want person. strangers coming into yes. the house. How can we trust them? But really, I think, I mean, he was in my jealous. mind. Yeah, it was jealousy. He didn't he want did another want man playing yes. a the lover to the woman that he's like he has loves. a crush on. Yes, yeah. So yeah. it was, it was like, he's like, if anyone's going to play that part, it's going to be It's got to be me. That desire, his desire for Miss Crawford. And, and we realize that his part is inappropriate because later on, Miss Crawford comes to Fanny and says, can I run lines with you? Yeah. And she's like, sure. And she's like, I just, these, what was it? It was like, whatever it was, she felt like, I need to practice it before I say it in front of Edmund. Like, she needed to feel yes. comfortable with these words. And you're like, what is she going to What, like, are what you is saying? this act going to be? Yes. And poor Fanny is just She has struggling. to endure this. Yeah, because she has such feelings for Edmund. And watching that the Watching the woman who he loves. Yeah, bring him down. Just bring yeah. him down, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to watch the him be brought down by her. Her conduct was just, I think, really hard. And that's what really got me on the path this week about the Bible being like, let's do these these men and women because we see it. It's a common thing. We see it in our literature. We see it in our Bible. And, you know, a lot of what is written in literature does come from, you know, Bible history. It does. It does. So I just thought that was interesting. I, I, I thought 
it was funny because it was like he was trying to because he's like help me fanny how can i do the play even though i just made a big stink about not doing the play yeah you know and so like he knows yeah that he had he knows that he had strong he had a strong reason as to why he shouldn't and the sad part about it is we know later on because if we want to move on, the, the dad comes back, right? Miss yes. Sir Thomas comes back. Yes. It was so... I wanted oh, to talk to you about that, too. the most uncomfortable situation was when Mariah's fiancé... What's his name? Uh, Mr. Rushworth. Yes. He goes... He's talking to yes. her father, and he's just a complete idiot. He's, like, completely, like, foot in mouth. Like, the father's so upset about this, and he's like... Oh, and I was gonna have two costumes and and my parts. Oh, and the length of my parts, and he just keeps talking, and everyone is dying in the room. They're all just like, "Shut up!" Like they're like looking, like, "Why does he keep talking? He is making this so much worse." It was it was so funny because you're just like, "Please be is- quiet, please." Yes. Please. I was feeling for Mariah because I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is why she doesn't want to marry him." Yes. This is who she has to You just realize he's not the smartest man. He he can't read a room. He cannot read a room. He has no clue what's going on. You know what I thought was the most interesting part um, was when when Sir Thomas came home and he was like so complimentary to Fanny. I know. Did you notice that? It was so different. He was was like, like, oh, she's like, he thought she was like pretty. Like she blossomed. Yeah. And he was like so glad to see her. Which he didn't even nice. have that same reaction for his daughters. Like it was. Well, he was like, so annoyed because they were all in the play, and yeah. uh, Fanny was the only one who wasn't. <laughs> yeah, with her good sense. I thought I wrote um, when I was reading that. When I was li- reading it, I was thinking, you know, maybe Fanny doesn't want to act because that's just not her nature. You know, acting is in a way lying. You know, playing yeah. a role, yeah. and maybe she just and she's the only one that's not playing a role. Yeah. You know, in um in, in even in real life, she's just Fanny. She's just herself, you know. Um and maybe acting that just it just didn't fit her. I don't know if that's what um and she's the author not, was she going doesn't for. want a spotlight. I mean she spends all her time being like, Oh, I hope I don't have to speak. Like she doesn't ever <laughs> want to talk. She's very so imagine standing up in front of people and having to speak. I mean, it's just it yeah. was so out of character. Anyone who knew her would know she that was she not the right person for this. But they didn't care. No, they it was all about her. It was all about themselves. They're very selfish people. Yeah, you know, do you remember the scene when they were at the dance and Tom came to to sit down beside her and she was excited because she thought he might ask her to dance he was like oh i hope you don't want to dance and it's like okay but then her feelings were completely crushed by that yes and then when mrs norris came and was like oh tom you know she wanted her to she wanted him to play join in some card yes yeah yes and then he was like oh fanny you want to dance you know it's just like and then she felt like she was being used yeah it's like oh this isn't a compliment like you're just using me now yeah. And even when they were later on talking about like her room, I can't remember what chapter it was, but uh, maybe I think she like she did, the room that she does her writing in, or just something like her room is still so, so quaint. Like she's been with them for a long time. You think like they would just fix, you know, and, just... and it seemed like all the stuff in her room was like outgrown by the yeah. others like oh yeah. i no longer use yes because it, it used to, to fanny be, <laughs> yes it because i think her room used to be what the tutor like the room where the governess would be to do yeah. the teaching or something like that and 
Um, so it's like the leftover room that no one's using anymore. Yeah. And I was like, but yeah, but she loved it. Yep. She's everything like in that room little, held yeah, memories she, And as we said, yes, yeah. everything in that room, she loved it. And she wouldn't have it, you know, any other way. So I love her heart. She's, yes. um, she stays true to herself. And, but, but you life is very confusing to her. You just kind of want to be a little bit more like Fanny. Yeah, but she's still, but it's hard though, because you can see that she wants to fit in, but she doesn't get it. She's like, why... If we know what the right thing to do, why are we fighting this? Like, especially yeah. Edmund. Edmund, you yeah. know what the right thing to do, yeah. but you're doing this, and us. And I think she's confused. You know, like how? Why are you doing this? You know what the right thing to and do. And it's funny because at one point she had made a comment to Edmund about how Mariah seemed interested in Mr. Crawford, and she's like, yes. "I'm confused why he's giving her so much attention and why she's receiving it." Yeah, he's like, no, you're mistaken. There's yeah. nothing there, and she's just like, oh, okay. I guess you're right, right cuz I don't I don't know. To me that's what it looks like. And she's 100% spot on. Of course on. she is. Of course and, she is. And we see throughout the play Mariah starts having feelings, like strong feelings for Mr. Crawford. He yeah. holds her hand at one point and like yeah. she falls in love with him. Oh my goodness, because that is so inappropriate, but yes, we already know that they were and, and, Julia, and right in Julia. front of her but it was right in front of her fiance. All this was going on, yeah. and he was that naive to just not even notice it, or yeah. I don't know what you want to call him. But yeah. I mean, they were like flirting right in front of his face, and he just didn't catch on to any of it. You know, and then I, one of the things they mentioned was like the two sisters were like falling out. You know, like Julia yeah. and Mariah over over Mr. Crawford. Yep. You know, Julia sees what's going on. Julia's yep. like, I'm single. Yeah. And uh, she's engaged. Yeah. So he's fair game for me. Yeah. But um, she's not playing that role. As, yeah. You know, and now she's, she's done with him. Now that she sees who he is and what he's yeah. willing to do. Yeah. She's like, I'm no longer interested in Mr. Crawford. Yeah. And it's yeah. sad because the in chapter 20, we find out. Mr. Crawford had no intentions with Mariah. He was never going to move forward with anything. She's in love with him, but he just enjoyed the attention. And he yes. tells her, well, now that we're not doing the play and we have nothing going on, I, th I my uncle invited me to Bath and I think that's where I'll be going because I have nothing here. Like, basically nothing here. Nothing, meaning you're nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have nothing holding me she here. She was devastated. And she, he's like, unless you think we'll resume the play. And they're all like, yeah, that's not happening. That's not happening. And he's like, okay, well, that would be the only reason I'd stay. And yeah. he leaves. Yeah, yeah. And that was... She needed that, that was, though. Thankfully, but that, she needed that. But you know, it's interesting. We know that about him because we have the we the audience had the insight with her comp with Miss Crawford and Mrs. Grant's conversation about him before yeah. he came. Yeah, like he never usually stays. Yeah, you know, um, he doesn't want to get married. He, he doesn't want to commit flirting. Yeah, yes. And Mariah seems safe when she because she was married or engaged to be married, so it's right. okay to flirt with her. Yeah. But uh, no, it wasn't because she really did care about him. And the guy she's engaged to, she never loved. She was doing it because it was a good arrangement. It was, yeah. you know, he had a beautiful home and he had money and it was status and it was for all the wrong reasons. But during that time period, that was very typical. Yes, yes. And and of course, Mrs. Norris points that out. And she's constantly, oh, it's such a great match. And it's yep. like, 
are y'all seeing this? But through their eyes, you know, marriage, the great matches, it's all the material things you just said. It has nothing to do with love or attraction or anything like that. Yeah. And so. Happiness. (laughs) (laughs) Those are just small things. Yeah. (laughs) Who needs to be happy is a nice paycheck. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that's, did we, did we cover all of the? I think that was, I mean, the majority of those chapters were about the play. So that pretty much <laughs> covers 11 through 20. Yeah. And then the next is really just the way this whole story is going to end. So mm. when we talk next, it will be the end of the book. So oh, really? Is yeah, it, are we I'm almost halfway through? sure there's only like 25 chapters. Oh, no. Are you sure? Let me check. I could be wrong. No, we have 48 chapters. Oh, really? Oh, so we're only halfway through this story. <laughs> only halfway we... through it. In my mind, we're coming to a conclusion. I know how this is all going. Okay. I don't know how this is going. Slow down. In my mind, I figured it out. All right, good. I'm so glad, actually. That's so funny. I thought in my... No, we still have more. This is so what I get do... for not having a physical book. You know, like when you're reading and you keep looking to see like, okay, I'm going to have more. The I have thickness more. of yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's one thing I miss <laughs> about reading those kind of, yeah. All right. Yeah. So what, do you what think? did we want to go up to? 20 to what next week? You want to do 21 to 30? 21 to 30. All right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because. That should that should get you going as you you know like <laughs> I should hold you a little bit. I struggle. <laughs> maybe maybe twenty one to thirty one. That's like ten chapters. There you go. Twenty one yeah. to thirty one. Yes. I know you snuck to twenty one already. I did. <laughs> I had to. I had to know what happened next. <laughs> like, this is not a good ending. This is not a good spot to stop. Uh, All right. So next week we'll do twenty one to. 31. Okay. I can't wait to see what theme we're going to talk about with for our Bible. I kind of like that we're doing like whatever hits us while we're reading. To kind yes. Of, it leaves it open. It and does. it has like me constantly too. thinking about like as I read this literature, do I notice any themes or that you know, know. character yes. traits that makes yes. me think of somebody or something else? In the Bible. Yeah. Yes. I so love that too. This has been fun. All right, so we're doing 21 to 31 um, next week, and I think that's it. Oh, can I just tell you one last thing? Oh, yeah. I accidentally finished another book. Are you serious? (laughs) And you're making fun of me. I know. I finished, I read Animal Farm. It was good. Oh, was it? Yeah. That's on my list. It's on your list? Yes. I should probably start reading it. I mean, since I finished my chapters by, like, Saturday, and then I'm like, now what do I do till Wednesday? (laughs) Actually, maybe you should, because you get to pick the next book. But it doesn't have to be Animal Farm. I can't wait to know. Don't tell me what you're going to I'm (gasps) sorry. I already have it, like, already. Wait. I think I want to know, but I don't want to know. I do want to know, but I don't tell me yet. Okay. We'll wait. I mean, there's there's several weeks until we started, so I could change my mind. You could change your mind, okay? But okay. I probably won't. <laughs> oh, really? Do you think I'll like it? Will I? I like think it? you're gonna love it. I think you're gonna love it. <sighs> don't tell me. I will actually be surprised yeah. if you don't love it. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to find out. Okay, don't tell me. Even if I plead, don't tell okay. me. I want to be surprised too. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think of different authors because I don't want to just keep reading the same author. I think there's like beautiful things to notice about different writing styles. And, yes. you know, so I, I wanted to kind of 
I like and as I'm reading, kind of comparing to other literature, what I like. Me too. And uh, so I because they did cover the same themes, or they yeah. cover like the thesis, like but they do it differently. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know? so. so I'm oh I'm so excited. If I beg, don't tell me because I'm going to beg. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I want to be surprised. I think today. As of this recording, I want to be surprised. Well, we have, it, we have it on recording now, so we cannot go back. <laughs> All right. And everyone has my witness. <laughs> you are, I know, you do. <laughs> so, all right. Um, I do want to know, though. Okay, don't tell me. Don't tell me. All right, we're going to close out before I <laughs> try to drag it out of you. <laughs> I know, and I'm really bad. I will just easily confess. It doesn't take much. You probably tell me. <laughs> tell me like tomorrow i'm just gonna text you like i can't hold on to the secret <laughs> and i'll be like thank you i don't think i've waited that long <laughs> we make We're a repair <laughs> exactly <laughs> well we are so glad that you joined us today hope you are inspired to read either these bible stories that we talked about if you haven't already or if you haven't in a long time or reading them with different perspective I yeah. find I find each time I read it, I find something new or I compare it to something different. Yes. And it's not just for the kids. Like these stories, it's like I feel like oh, I've, I glean so much out of them. So. All the time. All the time. So, all right. So then um, you have any closing words? I don't like, think so. I'm actually just proud of us that we were we were giggly when we started, but we held it together. So. We sure did. So I just want to say I'm proud of us. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope you enjoyed this, and we will see you on our next podcast. Yay. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Can you do us a favor? If you like this podcast, please write a good review for us on iTunes or Spotify or your favorite podcast player. Your review or like helps others to find and listen to our podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.